You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, launching at you straight between your festive ear things on the 22nd of December 2019. It's so easy for me to forget what a wretched ordeal you must have been having in that Dalek death camp. It was. But I'm so grateful you came and saved me. Oh, think nothing of it. Um, yes? Why did you save me? Compassion. Pure and simple. Christmas! Christmas! Coming up in this Christmas podcast, we go behind the scenes with our Paul Sprague Memorial Doctor Who Short Trips winner, The Best Laid Plans, featuring the 12th Doctor. We delve into a virtual stocking containing your actual emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. Well, Nick chats to Sixth Doctor Colin Baker about Christmas and matters arising. I love matters arising. Matter. Well, things arise um, they from, and they matter. Uh, two of our sound designers and composers, Jamie Robertson and Lee Adams, take us through their favourite adventures from 2019. As usual, we give you a 25% what, discount me? on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Can I get that? Yeah, uh, you and, get that. Yeah. Can I? Oh, brilliant. And we dramatise you with the first 15 minutes of the Warmaster Antigenesis Antigenesis, antigenosis, going down a storm already, so this is your chance to catch up if you haven't already! Kill the Christmassy Mick and Benji! Very festive, very festive. Well, I'm Benji, he's festive Nick, and here we are, both dressed as Santa, sitting under the Christmas tree to bring you our ultra-seasonal Christmas podcast. <laughs> uh, and some of that may not be true. Look, it's Christmas, so my present to all you lovely listeners is to spare you the description of what Big Finish is and what we do. Some of you listening may not know, but frankly, you'll pick it up as you go along. Well, last week we started off looking back at 2019 through the eyes and ears of my fellow sound designers and composers. Yoan Morris and Reese Downing gave us a very Christmassy song, which you heard just now under our podcast introduction. Very good, very good. Coming up now, sound designer Lee Adams. Hello, I'm Lee Adams, sound designer. System failure in three minutes. I'm well aware of that, thank you. Now, what have they done here? Oh. Ah. Please, Doctor, continue. I thought you'd come back here eventually. And you've left yourself open to me. Your mind, your emotions are for the taking, Time Lord. Oh, open up! You got to the count of three, all right? One, two, Hello? Hello? Uh, This is my first year at Big Finish, so I've been very fortunate and proud to have worked on, I think it's eight stories so far, uh, and four have been released this year. All of them have been amazing to work on. Uh, Each has its uh, highlights for me, whether it's sound designing, interesting soundscapes or working with amazing directors it's been really fun 
But the one thing that I love from doing this is getting to listen to the raw recordings and hearing the mistakes from the actors, which always puts a smile on my face. But it's not because they've made mistakes. You can tell everyone is having fun doing these. And I think that's what makes them enjoyable to do. Uh, if I had to choose which one of them I've loved working on so far, uh, that would be really difficult because they're all different. I've approached them all differently. Uh, but I'd probably have to pick Torchwood Dead Man's Switch. Uh, I'm a fan of horror and having to design three different spooky tales in one story was fun and a challenge, especially to try and make them different but the same. Uh, one of the challenges I did encounter was the drowning of Rowena. Uh, I didn't have a sound effect of someone drowning and couldn't find that gargling sound so i thought hey my phone is waterproof i put it in a zip tie bag just in case and pressed record on a sound recorder app dunked it in the water and submerged my face in the sink and screamed and to my surprise it came out really really well uh but I'm, I'm not afraid to put myself in these audios uh, as extra background characters to fill out the scene or for effects or something. Uh, in fact, here's a little fact. Uh, there is a little bit of me in nearly all of the ones I've done so far, but that's for me to know where they are and for you to find out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if you're a fan of horror or spooky tales, I think this would be perfect for you. Or even if you haven't listened to the side stories of Torchwood, I think this would be a great one to start with. Um, I think I'll wrap up my ramblings there like a big old present and just say Merry Christmas from me and a Happy New Year to all the listeners. I don't believe it. It's not possible. Not possible! What a splendid fellow. Also a brilliant CG animator, puppet maker and voice artist. He does great Muppet voices and his Daleks and Cybermen are pretty darn good too. Do you like the way I kind of bigged him up like he was he was sort of, you know, in a in a boxing match or something? <laughs> Lee Adam! Lee! <laughs> well, you know, he does weight training and stuff, doesn't yeah, he? So he, does, he probably yeah. could pack a punch, couldn't yeah, he? Well, we wouldn't want to go on the wrong side of him. Actually, we shouldn't say it because uh, people will start calling him out in pubs, won't they? Yeah, Lee Adams, got a few muscles there, haven't you? Yeah, come on, energy your Dalek voices. Yeah, yeah, come on in, mate. No, I meant for a fight, not yeah, to no, do no, a Dalek voice. Yeah, I know that, but you have to heckle him with something, can't you? And oh, then, I see. And then, and then yeah, he'll yeah. do a Dalek voice and then they'll whack him. Or vice versa, depending Lee, on... Lee, this is a disaster. So, well, yeah, stop stop hitting people, Lee. Crikey. Um, oh, dear. It's Christmas. Well, anyway, now it's time to delve behind the scenes with our Paul Sprague Memorial Short Trip winning entry, The Best Laid Plans. It's out before the end of the year, and it's absolutely free. But you can still pre-order it, so get on that. That's clever, isn't it? It's uh, a Twelfth Doctor story performed by Jacob Dudman. It's fabulous. And um, <clears throat> I directed it. Uh, here's what the team had to say about it during the studio session a few months back. I want an idea, said the author, said the husbands, said the postman. And Draxil Forg, ideas by trade, plucked from thin air exactly what they were looking for. Uh, my name is Ben Teds, and I've written The Best Laid Plans. Uh, my name's Jacob Dudman, and I've been uh, narrating said uh, story. This came about because I was incredibly stuck for ideas. Um, 
I had tried a couple of ideas um, over the course of the months that the competition was open, the opportunity was open, um, and I just couldn't nail anything down. Um, and quite close to the deadline, um, I was speaking with um, a friend of mine. We were both entering the competition, um, and I was, and he, his idea had just arrived, um, and I was busy saying to him, you know. I'm having such difficulty with this. Why can't there just be a shop that we can go into and buy our ideas? And that's when it all fell into place. The Doctor! Lornier spat, kicking over a filing cabinet. Who is he? Well, my reaction to the script at first was, this is a great script. Aww. And I'm not just saying that. I was saying to Nick <laughs> Briggs before uh, that some scripts just really flow and they're so easy to read. Um, so it makes my job a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun as well when you get to play these characters like they're sort of you sort of see as these sort of like jelly-like creatures and shark-headed beasts I, I, they really stick out in my mind and that was my first reaction was just how well developed and how easy it was to picture this world was uh, Hello, I'm Avshaw, I'm the producer of the Short Trips range my name's Rob Shearman. I'm a Doctor Who writer and judge for the Short Trips competition. Well, I, I think that the joy about actually hearing the best laid plans being recorded now is that it's it's actually really good. Um, when I read the, the pitch, of course, you're reading um, a synopsis and part of the story, and there's still that sort of underlying fear, hmm. maybe, that it will just go in a, weird, a really weird direction. <laughs> make no sense. But what's great about Ben's script is it's so funny and it's so original. I mean, what, what I love is that you... I, I keep sometimes doubting that you can find new ways of telling Doctor Who stories, and then mm. this one comes out and just knocks it out of the park. And I've been sitting, you know, hearing it as it's been recorded, and it's so much fun, and it's so touching too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's they've got the whole sort of gamut of emotions, and Ben has just been a delight to work with from start to finish. Really easy, takes notes very well. Uh, does them very quickly if people are looking for writing tips take notes well and do them quickly yes um, and it's just even now I'm hearing it not hearing it I'm, I am hearing it for the first time but I've been reading it over and over again the jokes are still funny mm. the, the the pathos still gets to you yeah it's a delight and it has great rhythm I mean this is the thing which you try and speak to writers about actually is that what really tells them apart from each other is if they've got their own genuine sense of style and Ben's rhythm is funny and and just very, very natural. The meeting had to be arranged. No, forced. A trap. A scheme so deadly and dastardly, this doctor couldn't help himself from getting involved. Hush! Was the taut reply. This'll never work. Yeah, trying to make it visual was one of my main aims, because of course we're, we're working with the medium of audio, so uh, I suppose that's, that's the thing that you have to do. Yeah. And... Making it very, with very distinct creatures, making it easy for people to listen to. I can really tell the difference between a script that the writer can really envisage themselves, and like Nick, Nick and I were saying again, like when we were recording it, you weren't even sat there with the script. It was like you just knew, you knew the story, you knew the script, and and uh, it was clearly very vivid in your in your mind which I love. Hearing it being recorded and hearing the way that Jake responded to that was great fun. I've not actually had such a good time in a Big Finish recording session in 20 years. 
genuinely oh. true. I, I loved it. It was great. It was really good fun. Make a theme park with dinosaurs? What's so interesting about dinosaurs? They're just big lizards with anger issues. I want an idea. The innocent words of those in need of creativity and joy. And now, the cause of death on autopsies. The millions of them that were to come. Big finish. We love stories. And Doctor Who Short Trips, The Best Laid Plans, will be available to download from December 29th, 2019, for free. Yes, free. It's free. Um, <laughs> just go to bigfinish.com and enter in Best Laid Plans and put that in the, the search pane at the top, the, uh, the top of the page, like the, the thing, you know, this sort of yeah, round yeah. thing, you know, that sort of raffia base. And, and there you will find it. Ah, oh, brilliant. And and I think it's lovely that this comes up at Christmas because uh, Paul Sprague, the late Paul Sprague, the late great Paul Sprague, who I still miss and will always miss very, very much. Um, he was a great fan of Christmas. Uh, you know, as I have probably said many times before, uh, I remember where he, before we did a Christmas podcast, he nipped to the loo and then he came back wearing his Christmas lounge pants <laughs> <laughs> and they were all sort of covered in santas and things and it's, what it was a just, geezer I mean, it's fantastic and he brought them specially for the podcast you know Aww. an audio podcast i love that about paul amazing chap lovely to remember him this time of year and all the uh, new talent he was always very keen to encourage and that's why ian atkins uh, came up with the idea of the Short Trips Memorial opportunity for new writers. And um, Ben Ted's has certainly done us and the memory of Paul Sprague. Um, uh, well, very, very, what's the word? Done us, done us proud. That's the word I'm searching <laughs> for. Yeah, he's done a good thing, right? Anyway, shut up, Briggs. Time now for listeners' emails. Well, it's that festive time of year where if you look into your tree, you'll see a load of yes. boxes. It's funny because you oh. always you always kind of imagine presents yes. to be sort of squares, don't you? But they tend yes. to they tend to not Cubes. be. They kind of yeah, they're, but they're not. They're kind of like rounded and yes. all different shapes. But emails, beautiful thing about them is you don't need to wrap them up. You, they don't, don't you? they don't physically I've been wrapping exist. them up all these years. Yeah, well, that's the problem. You see, that's why your hard drive is just jammed full of paper. I'm going to un start unwrapping yeah, them. Now. Yeah, I mean, that's, at least you could unwrap them and, and you know, just see what's there. You've got one there, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I'll read it out later. You'll read that one? Yeah, okay. Well, I've got I've got one here. It's very simple. But before I read it out, yes. if you want to send us your, your festive emails, oh, yeah. uh, it's very simple. All you need to do is send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's Let just me write easy. It's yeah. podcast at right. yeah. bigfinish.com. Do you need a computer? Yeah, well, it would help. It would help. I mean, you know, you could try using Royal Mail, but um, <sighs> has anybody ever has anybody ever tried that? Just send an email via the post, and maybe maybe some poor poor man or woman or dog or cat or whoever mans the Royal Meow. Mail's stations ooh, ooh. have to yeah. type it up or something, you know, and send it off. Well, I certainly have received emails by post, you know, where someone's printed it out and sent it. Admittedly, quite worrying people, but uh, yeah, that has <laughs> happened. It's great. Maybe I'll send you an email this year for Christmas. <laughs> I would really love that. Well, first up, here's one from <laughs> here's one from John David Stevenson. Mm. F A O Nick Briggs stat short form for statim. 
which is Latin for immediate, uh, immediately medical, for example, I need a knife, stat. Oh, we were talking about the stats, weren't we? Yeah. Yes, I thought see. it was gobbledygook. Yes. yes. If it was Latin, I know, but you'd heard of it, but oh, I'd yeah, never I know heard the, of it. No, I mean, I thought, email was, stat. Yes. I thought the email was... Stat! I thought the email was gobbledygook, you see, because I just hadn't put... But now I understand. Oh, that email there. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Statin. That's my Latin voice. Latin. That sounds like... Um, Ipse uno. No, uh, what's that bloke who I really hate and everyone loves? You know, the Smiths. Two lovers in twine, pass yeah. me by. He's not that love, though, is it? He's sort of been cancelled a little bit, hasn't he? Has from, he been cancelled? For being a bit of a... Well, it's, it's weird. He's one of the ones that's... What's his name, though? I've forgotten. Morrissey. 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 He's sort of, I think, he's I sort of been cancelled, but at the same time, he hasn't, because sort of everybody just says, yeah, great music, but man, you know, Morrissey, not very good guy, is he? Oh, Nasty man. views. Who knows? Okay. Well... Let's not cancel Christmas, eh? Anyway, here's one from Peter Kemmerer, who's, I think, about to cancel me. <laughs> he says, Dear Nick and Benji, I'm catching up on my eight Doctor stories, listening to Dark Eyes 1. And what do I hear in the extras? Uh, St. Nicholas Briggs, which well, says stir, so it could be Street Nicholas Briggs, uh, trashing the idea of a Time War series, saying it would be one of the dullest things in the world. Now, four years later, is it only four years? We know it was a fantastic, in capitals, idea for the Eighth Doctor, the War Master and Gallifrey. But to me, it was shocking to hear Nick talk about what a bad idea it was at the time. Nick, I think everyone will agree that we are glad you were wrong about this. Thanks uh, for all you do. And a very happy holiday to the entire Big Finish team. Peter Kemmerer, Potsdam, uh, PA. What's PA? Pittsburgh, isn't it? Pennsylvania? PA, yeah, PA. Pennsylvania. Thank you. Um, Well, Pete, you have me there. Put you by the Jaffers there, I'm afraid. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, yeah, uh, this is the problem for politicians. Luckily, what I say does, doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but yeah, politicians say one thing when they're in one perspective set of criteria and then they look hopelessly wrong four years later, as indeed did I. I mean, you know, I think my thinking was sound because I was thinking the time war should be something weird and unknowable. And I also thought there was no chance of us being able to do it at that point. Um, but, you know, it's incredible how your mind opens up when possibilities are, are presented to you. Uh, yeah, so I think I leapt in first with doing the uh, the War Doctor, doing Time Ward stuff. So, yes. But you're right. Hands up. You got your Baby, you got hands up. Give me your heart. <laughs> Um, That's a song of some description. Something, yeah. Good writing, but no, you've got, well you've got no, You've got no chance of knowing which song it is because I wasn't singing it. <laughs> Hands up, baby. Anyway, right. I was, wasn't <laughs> even singing it there. Ding dong, merrily on high. In heaven the bells are ringing. Uh, okay, so finally then, this is an email from Jack Snelling. Hi. That was it. Um, Thanks very much, Jack. That. <laughs> Hi, I've been listening to the Big Finish podcast for about a year now, but never emailed in or anything. So, oh. decided that it was time to ask one of my questions to you. Okay. I'm a huge main range fan, but have noticed mm. that it hasn't evolved too much over the years. So, I was wondering if you had any plans to spice it up a bit. Oh, 
I would be utterly devastated if the main range went, as I've been a physical CD collector for a year now, and in that time, I picked up about 150 of the monthlies, but have heard whispering about it disappearing. I think a reintroduction of Paul McGann to the range would be perfection. Uh, Or maybe even new series Doctors, if we were being really ambitious. Whatever happens, I look forward to it nonetheless, and hope for many more years of audios. Thank you for giving me hours of joy whilst the show isn't on air. Thanks again, Jack S. Oh, thanks, Jack. Well, here's an interesting thing. Let me pose the question, what is the main range? The main range... You know, it's uh, it's uh, sorry. You were going to give me an answer then, Benji. <laughs> I was going to say it is a good question. It is a good yeah. question. It's it is the it's the adventures of the fifth, sixth, and seventh doctors. Now, all the other doctors have all their own ranges. So why are they in this sort of strange? What's the what does Maine about it? Well, we started calling it that when we started branching out because when we first started doing Big Finish, we just did Doctor Who releases every month. That's all. And we alternated the doctors we had available to us who wanted to do it, who'd agreed to do it. And then, um, so we had the lovely Peter, the lovely Colin and the lovely Sylvester. And then the lovely Paul decided he'd do it. And so we just released them as part of, you know, that there was no particular range. It was just the stuff we released but then we started branching out more and we did, you know, did Dalek Empire and Gallifrey and then we had the idea of doing a, a separate series of Paul McGann adventures and it, it all just suddenly we were we were stuck with this thing that we called Maine or, and now we're calling them the monthly adventures where other Doctor Who releases we release are also monthly so the name you know Benji it doesn't the name doesn't really fit or describe what it is so things will change, but we certainly will be releasing adventures every month. And we certainly don't plan to stop doing CDs in the near future. I mean, you can never... I mean, going back to my Time War comment, who knows what the situation will be in four years' time. And, you know, I do absolutely insist you record this and play it back to me in four <laughs> years' time to make an idiot of me, <laughs> which is mostly what I'm worth. Um there may not be CDs in four years' time, or there may be still CDs. We don't intend to prematurely stop them. While uh, enough people want them, we will still make them. Um, the, the CDs, I mean, but the downloads, that's clearly the way things are going. And you don't know what the future is for streaming. There's a difficult sort of um, rights issue with streaming that I won't uh, bore you with. Um, mainly because it's confidential um, but uh, yeah it's not easy for us to, to do a streaming thing for it to make sense uh, for the business model let's put it that way um, there's a small model of a business just here so I've got a <laughs> raffia attachment but anyway so, so there will be changes but you'll always have m- monthly adventures of some kind and we're certainly not planning on diminishing any of the the adventures, the numbers of adventures for each doctor but you know, I will just say this, which will give you a hint that there is some form of change coming. That how but there's no logic to there being a first Doctor range, a second Doctor range, a third Doctor range, fourth Doctor range, and then a range with the fifth, sixth, and seventh all together. Why is there not a separate? You can find them separately now on the site, the different Doctors, uh, you know, fifth, sixth, and seventh, but. 
there's no sense to it and the reason that is significant is it's fine for all of us who know it already and for you jack it's fine for you because you know it and love it and it's very familiar to you but think of new customers and a business can't survive without getting new customers new customers come in and they go what the heck what i don't understand what this means how do i find what i want these these names of ranges don't make sense to me what what why is there you know so that is that's the reason that there will be some change um but we will do our utmost not to uh upset people and we'll we'll listen to what people have to say as well but um i suppose ultimately we can't please everyone but we will try and please most of the people most of the time anyway listen blah blah that <laughs> That's it for the emails. Uh, we've got a nice stack of Ask Jason emails for our chairman, Jason Hay Gallery, building up. Keep them coming, though. We can do some more. And don't forget, the address to send them and your regular Big Finish emails to is podcast at bigfinish.com. Coming up later... Big Finish composer and sound designer Jamie Robertson will be taking us through his favourite productions of 2019. But before that, here's Colin Baker chatting to me about stuff. Part one. They're hearing your voice now. Sounding great. Okay. Sounding good. So we're not going to reveal anything of what we've been doing today, Colin? No. No. Not at all. It may or may not have been a Doctor Who story. <laughs> and it may not have involved other actors. Yeah. That's about it, really. Or microphones. Or, least of all microphones. Because yeah. when there's microphones, people hear you say things like, Sylvester McCoy's a <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, no. was the mic on? No, no. Well, as you know, Sylvester's an avid listener of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be straight uh, on the phone. And he isn't, of course. Yes. But that's the awful thing you do things sometimes for a gag. Yeah that you know the person where they were there would have laughed at, yes. but out of context and repeated and neatly edited by those amongst us who want to make our lives hell, you can find yourself with months of controversy. I know. Context is everything, and people are so anxious to take things out of context. Yes. It's much more exciting that way, yes. isn't it? Yeah. I could give you several examples that would get me into trouble by it, so I shan't do that. <laughs> um, so how long is it since you've last been here, by the way, in the studio, allegedly? In this studio? Yeah. Six months, eight months. Okay. I did one at the other place. And you didn't like that? No. You came in today saying you were never going to do one again. Yeah, that was <laughs> partly related to the weather, the traffic, yeah. and the problem I had parking. <laughs> It sounded a bit like you said barking. I can imagine you in the street barking. Barking. <laughs> no, the, um, the the big finishness of life is fine. Yeah. The getting to big finish. I was just recently offered a play. Then I worked out how long it would take me to get there to rehearse, which was that the day would be double the length it would if I didn't do it. And uh, the money was negligible. And I am so rich, of course, because I'm an actor. And we're all dripping in wealth. Oh, yes. And we, yes, get, yes. we get pensions from equity, you know. Yeah, they that's get... going to be at least 15p a month. <laughs> <laughs> and the BBC gives generous repeats. Uh, it's going to be Christmas soon. Yes. Oh, well, that, that's a smiley face. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. But well, Christmas had... is a good thing. And I've just got uh, 
two young grandsons who will be having their first Christmases. So that's that's quite nice. Miranda was talking about uh, this year she'll do a proper uh, Christmas with her kid because previously what they've done is just wrapped up uh, the child's own existing toys. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And they're thrilled. Yes. But but so that could be the case with your grandchildren. Yes. Well, they're more for grandchildren certainly. Yeah. Um, I mean, for young, I don't mean for grandchildren, I mean for... For young kids. Until they're two or three, well, two. Yeah. Until they can say, I've seen that before. <laughs> you gave me that last year. Um, as soon as they can dob you in, then you have to give them something genuine. So Christmas it's, for you, is, it's a positive thing, is it? You're yeah, not, for years... You're not a bar humbug like me. Yeah. Well, I'd, at home, we all have little hats. Right. Um, little Santa hats. And they all put them on, but mine does say... Bar humbug. <laughs> really? um, well, for years and years and years, I did panto, which meant I ran home or drove home from wherever I was pantoing on Christmas Eve in time for the Christmas Eve jollities, a day of Christmas Day, and then Boxing Day morning I'd be off to wherever it was, mm -hmm. Rotherham or somewhere, to do a panto. God, that's a so I always had this, this vision of the family of Christmas and then I did my last panto five years ago. And since then, I've discovered I'd like to do panto again. Because <laughs> it's all those parties that I don't want to go to. Mm. Um, nice people, but I'm, for an actor, this is a terrible admission. I'm not very good. People en masse. Four or five people round a table, chatting, having a bite to eat. Love it. Because I've got to dodge you back anyway, standing around with a glass in my hand. And the ones you really want to talk to, you never get to. Yes. Because the one you don't want to talk to comes up and says, Oh, hello, Mr. Viker! Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, you met him. <laughs> no, but every, do you know, I was saying this earlier, and Miranda was saying it, and some of the other people here were saying it. I don't like yeah. parties at all. No. You know, we had a big Finnish celebration. Thank, thanks for did. coming. No, um, uh, for that reason. Yeah, no. Um, but, but, you know, it, I mean, it was nice to see people there and people did have a good time. But I find it, I mean, you, I, I am actually extremely shy, but I put on an extrovert act to get through it. People think I'm fibbing when I say I'm shy because all they hear is me going blah, 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 blah all the time. You know. Well, people think I'm, I'm exactly the same. People... I think you probably believe me, actually, because I I, I've known you a long time mm. and I can believe that about you because we, we kind of have established a shtick that we do in those circumstances. Yes. Um, and for me, this business isn't about all that. It's about, I mean, it sounds terribly self-indulgent, but it's about the work and the people. When I'm working with people, I love them. I love the people I work with. But I don't want necessarily to then go and spend a week with them in Marbella. No. <laughs> I don't want to go to Marbella. No, neither do I. <laughs> um, it's, it, I don't want to pry into your private life, but what in particular will you be doing this Christmas if you can share the scene, what it might be? Well, I've got four daughters, yeah. uh, three of whom are married, one has a boyfriend. Uh, the three who are married, two of them now got children. So... Year on year, they're all girls. They've all forced their blokes to come to us on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. That's getting harder for them because the mothers of those boys have to adore those boys. So, oh, I suppose you're going to the 
bakers again, are you? <laughs> There's been a lot of that going. And it's also Christmas Day is my wife's birthday. Oh, goodness, right. Poor right. Marion. So, How could I have forgotten that? I we've, think I did. Well, why would yeah. you know? I think you might have told me before. No. Well, I've told you lots of things before. Why would you remember them? Um, and so we tend to have... The morning is her birthday. So we don't have presents or anything till after lunch. So the morning is giving presents to Marion and giving Marion breakfast and then drive her into the kitchen to make the dinner <laughs> for later. Um, uh, With one of those shepherd's whistles. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, I suggested this year, and this is a genuine suggestion, why are we so obsessed with the 25th. If we say Christmas Day in the Baker House is the 28th. So you can all go to all those other family people. Mary and I will be quite happy sitting here having a sandwich watching television on that one day of many. And two days later, we'll pretend that's Christmas. Not one person thought that was a good idea. Mm. Not one of my children or their other halves. Oh, no, you can't do that. Got to have Christmas on Christmas Day. Why? If you took the calendars away from us, hmm. we wouldn't you know. You could just record the Queen's speech and play it back. Yes. <laughs> well, you can record everything. Oh, yeah. You can record all those programmes. I sort of do that with some of my friends. There's a group of us, and we try to have some sort of Christmas thing. Sometimes we've had it in early December, and sometimes we don't have it until February. But we do. We finally get together yeah. and have a Christmas meal. So, yeah, I totally Well, why well, can't families do that? Yeah. Because the amount tradition. of grief people get for... You never came to my, oh, yeah. uh, you didn't come to us. Uh, oh, and Marion, you like Marion Baker's house better, do you? It does, it can't cause tension, yeah. can't it? Can you remember a particular Christmas for any particular reason, either good or bad or funny or whatever? It's, it's anything spring to mind? <laughs> I remember one. And part two of that interview will feature in next week's podcast, released on Sunday the 29th of December, 2019. Splendid fellow, that Colin Baker. I've known him for years and years and years and years. Uh, coming up now, big Finnish composer and sound designer Jamie Robertson tells us about that year that almost was finished but isn't quite over yet. Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Robertson and just here to mention about some of the productions I've worked on that have been released this year in 2019. Uh, you know... I love working on the Fourth Doctor Adventures, and this year was slightly different as we have a new companion, PC Ann Kelso, played by Jane Slovene. And Jane's been doing many Doctor Whos for Big Finish, whether it be in uh, supporting characters or stand-ins, should an actor not be available. And yeah, I think it was great that it was great that um, David and Nick have gave her. Uh, her own uh, role as a companion to the Fourth Doctor, to Tom. And they seem to get on quite well, and, and I think that's been reflected in the audio. This is the Doctor. He saved our lives. Oh, glad to help, just passing by. Oh, I see. You're that Doctor. Yes, I am that Doctor. Miss! You should get inside. It's getting dark. We're not scared of the dark. You should be. That's when they come out. Who are they? The strangers. The Birdmen. Birdmen? The Countess of Lovelace. You're Ada Lovelace. You seem surprised. Ada Lovelace, the Enchantress of Numbers. Excuse me, sir, we are looking for Albemarle Street, Piccadilly. 
Sorry, mate. Don't know it. Not round here. You see, someone has stolen Ulbermal Street. <laughs> oh! Doctor! Hey. Get out. I've got the law here. Yeah, I can't care. Bye-bye, <laughs> Reynolds. Stop! Oh, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Do Who you? are you? Doctor, look! Back away, slowly. What do they want? We are here to kill the virus. Virus? What virus? Uh, I'm Anne, by the way, if anyone's interested. Updating recognition protocols. My name's Anne Kelso. Anne Kelso. WPC 166. Anne Kelso. What's that smell? Is he all right? That time storm. Is it something that occurs naturally? What's a chronon when it's at home? Where are we running to? You ask a lot of questions. And I'm a police officer. See? Looks innocuous. Looks damn. You'll feel at home. You were supposed to be taking me away from home? Are you always this pernickety? What was that? You don't want to find out. Keep running. That thing is a trashic. Magnificent. Classic hunting technique. One of them driving the prey straight into the teeth of the other. What are you? I am Spandrew of the Lemurian race, and I work for the Sinestrian Syndicate. Never heard of him. Ah, uh, my carriage awaits. Thanks for waiting, old horse. Would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. <laughs> Aren't you clever, WBC Kelso? Yes, WBC Kelso, you are terribly clever. All wasn't what it seemed with uh, Anne Kelso, uh, because I guess that's quite important to reflect that in the music and sound design, because obviously, without giving it away, um, yeah, she wasn't quite who she was, was she? So that was quite fun. And um, yeah, in the music, I thought I'd reflect that a little bit because, uh, well, in fact, if you go, if you listen to the her little uh, Lemotif theme, you know, you'll notice going backwards, it's actually Nick Briggs's Dalek Empire theme. <laughs> if you just play it backwards, so that was that was fun to put in there, and no one noticed. Um, you can jump on board here too, even though it's the eighth series of Tom. And the big finish. I think it's a good jumping on point to experience his latest, you know, new stories. You know, and with K9 as well. We've got K9 there as well. So, yeah, that was great. And it was a great start to the year. A great start to the year. Away from the fourth doctor, I must mention, of course, we had the return of Lucy Miller. I'd previously worked on Lucy Miller and Eighth Doctor stories with Paul, such as uh, We're in Dawn and a few others. Scapegoat, I think. And uh, yeah, when I was approached to do the new Lucy Miller series, I jumped at the chance because it's, you know, great to have Sheridan back. Anyway, 2020, gosh, new decade, new year, new decade. More from Tom Baker. In fact, during the next month, um, 
we've got uh, a couple of stories out in January and yeah Chase the Night that's one to watch out for it's quite a fast paced one and of course away from Doctor Who I'm looking forward to start time slip yeah I think that's going to be great uh, I was asked about that back in the summer because uh, obviously these things take a lot of planning and been doing some research and can't wait to have a stab at that st that um, show especially now obviously the prisoners finished uh, we said goodbye to the prisoner this year will it be back I don't know that'd be down to Nick and ITV I guess uh, but that one thing I liked was with the prisoner there was a sense of fulfillment at the end you know it was great because I was there at the start before we even released it and Nick said I'm doing this series I want to do the music and yeah I would love a new theme you know and yeah that was great I was, I was really really proud of the prisoner anyways that's me signing off and uh, I'll stop waffling on so just uh, it's Jane Robertson wishing you all a very happy Christmas prosperous new year and a new decade for many, a new chapter in your lives. And I hope you rise above the challenges and make 2020 a great year. We do love a bit of Jamie Robertson. Yeah, all of him, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, all of him, yeah. Every little bit of him. He does great thing. music, doesn't he? I mean, very, he very clever guy. You know, great music, great sound design. And he's a lovely fella to boot as well. So it's, you know, it's all the whole package, really, isn't it? Really? I've never booted him, so... Uh, oh, I booted him once. <laughs> You know, but uh, we don't talk about that. It was all to do with the, all to do with the salmon. You know, it's a oh, God, long yeah, story. Salmon, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a fishy tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what can you do? That's the equivalent of a joke coming out of a very poor cracker. Um, it's that time now when we offer you a twenty-five percent discount on a randomly selected big finish release. Yes, it's the randomoid selectatron. Well, we've got an absolute banger on Rand today because Rand has dug up Doctor Who Time Reaver, 10th Doctor and Catherine Tate story. Dug it up. Well, Kate, Do I can't even speak now. Uh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate, of course. Yes. 10th Doctor and Donna. Time Reaver. Time Reaver. <laughs> Here's the trailer. What is this place? Calibris. Brilliant place. An entirely mechanical planet. Catch, hitch, fuel, fix, buy, pretty much any kind of transportation in existence. This empire's a massive leap in user-friendly tech. Meadow Digital's ahead of the game on the chipsets. Quadruple core nano circuits and a sleek, sexy designer package. Ultra thin. Look. You're talking, but it's all geek to me. Can we go? Yeah, I suppose. Help me! Robots running amok. Donna! We're on! So yes, this was our first uh, Catherine Tate, Donna Noble and Tenth Doctor release. Our first Tenth Doctor release with David Tennant, wasn't it? Very exciting release. Back yeah. in May big moment, 2016. Big yeah, it was... Uh, 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 yeah, and it gets great reviews here, this story. Um, and it's uh, by, uh, I think, Jenny T. Colgan, of course. The um, If I may use the phrase chick lit, she's famous for that. 
and has written you know uh, uh, loads of doctor who books as well and is very big in in the doctor who world uh, she she invites people out for breakfast did you know that does she really yeah whole loads of people meet up for breakfast she's never invited me i don't think she's invited me but you know i think my eating habits are quite um, it's a lot of toast isn't it she, she just goes to the shop, gets a big bumper pack of Frosties and says, right, guys, come round. Frost, <laughs> it's all on me. Just one huge bowl. <laughs> yeah. Several pints of milk. And a couple of straws. It'd be, it'd be like that. Uh, what are those things in soft play areas where they just have loads of plastic ball? Ball, ball pits, isn't it? Ball pits, yeah. But a, a Frosty's pit. That'd be Frosties great. Are, are like cornflakes, but with sugar on, if anyone doesn't know. So, as as uh, was, I was watching Peep Show, Frosty's are, Frosties are cornflakes for childish people who haven't grown up or people that don't know the real world or something like that. <laughs> what about crunchy nuts? They don't call them crunchy nut cornflakes anymore. They just call them it's crunchy nuts. It's just crunchy nuts. nut, isn't it? Yeah. I've never been a big crunchy nut guy. Oh, I was mad about them, but they're so sugary and bad for you, aren't they, really? I'm I'm into um, Weetabix crispy minis at the moment. They're rocking. They are right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Not today. Not today. Well, uh, and so you get twenty five percent off crunchy nut cornflakes. No, twenty five percent off uh, a time reaver. Well. Actually, we can't give you 25% off Time Reaver because it's not available on its own, is it? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, you can have 25%. I was going to get generous and offer you something else. But no, 25% off <laughs> Time Reaver by Jenny T. Colgan, starring David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Um, what have we got guest star-wise in there? Um, we've got in there um, John Banks, Sabrina Bartlett, uh, Terry yeah, Malloy, Sabrina Bartlett, yeah, Terry Dan Malloy, Starkey, Dan Starkey, Alex Lowe as well. Yeah. Great, a great bunch, really classy performers there. Serena Bartlett is, if she isn't already, going to be a huge star. She works a lot in Hollywood. Amazing, really, really good actor. There you are, twenty five percent off. How do they get the twenty five percent off with the old random intellectual? Ah, oh, well, thingy? that's secret, isn't it? That's the okay, secret sauce. Yeah, we're not going to tell. <laughs> no, very simple. Go to bigfinish.com, click on the podcast link in the menu, and go to the podcast in question, the latest one. You click the read more button, and that opens up mm. the main podcast thing. And on there, in the body of text where it tells you about the podcast, it should say, "Just click here." and enter in the offer code buck up that's buck up all capital letters and if you enter that in there no punctuation or anything enter that in and it will give you the discount simple brilliant that's great um i just think um i'm just gonna <laughs> this gets put live by uh this offer gets put live by our digital assets manager sue cowley and I'm going to uh, write to her now to tell her. I said, it's Time Reaver, way hey! Uh, there we go. So I've sent that email to her now rather than forgetting all about it and sending it to her on Saturday because I don't want her to have to work on a Saturday. Saturday. Good idea. Yeah. That's me attempting to be nice. I hope everyone appreciates that. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks, Ran. Uh, time now, actually, for us to say goodbye. Um, we've got to go off and have Christmas, haven't we? Yeah, the old, the old uh, red and white snowy thing. 
that happens mm. once a year, you know, with the, with the trees and the endless amounts of food and, yeah, that, that whole thing. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I will be doing big finish work on Christmas Day, just letting you know. That's not because I'm some sort of slave or workaholic. It's just because, and I hope this just isn't sickening for me to say it the hundredth time, I just love what I do. And, you know, when I stop doing stuff, I just think, mm, I just want to... Do a bit of that stuff I love, you know. So that's probably what I'd be doing uh, on the Christmas afternoon. I normally work on Christmas Day and do a little bit of a little bit of creative stuff, but I think this year is going to be quite um, quite a hectic one because I've got loads of family down, and it's all we're going between two houses, so it's like go over there, do a bit of this, come back here, do a bit of that. So I don't think I'm going to have much of a chance. So, but 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 well, hell that's have, good. You know, hell have no fury. Nobody is going to stop me from having my Christmas nap. Oh yeah. You know that little the oh, little yeah. sleep that everybody does. The important bit. Well, I was going to tell you a lot of stuff about my Christmas day, and I suddenly realised that it wasn't interesting. So let's say goodbye in just just any old way. People are writing in now saying, that never stops you usually, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that could be my New Year's resolution to realise how boring I am. Oh, God, I have just realised. It's, it's a terrible thing to confront. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, people often say that I'm incredibly interesting, um, especially when I talk about my hobbies uh, which is uh, taking apart uh, transistor radios and uh, numbering mm. the various functions <laughs> of the pieces inside with a sort of just keep going and just with keep a go- permanent marker. With a, yeah, I like to uh, color code them particularly, which is quite funny considering I've <laughs> I'm 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 color blind. <laughs> um, you are, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I am color blind. Yeah. Yeah, people always think it means I see in black and white, but it's not true. No, it's just it's a couple of couple of just shades. The color red is invisible to you, isn't it? So yeah, there's just a big I just hole. I paint myself red, and I, you can't see me. I can't see you at all. And, and then, then you get light wave sickness and and conk out on the planet Spyridon. Oh, hold on, I'm mixing up fantasy <laughs> and reality. <laughs> what are we? Where are we? Who are we? <laughs> yeah, and then I end up having a bowl of slime with Wester, and oh, dripping, good. pouring it all over my arm. Um, yes, yeah, anyway, that well, happened. it did happen, yeah. Well, I'm going to say goodbye in the style of somebody who's got a train ticket and is just going to sort of flick it over his mouth while saying goodbye. Okay. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to say it in the style of someone with a uh, headphone large jack splitter in their mouth. <laughs> goodbye. And while we're away, if you haven't caught up with it yet, here's the first 15 minutes of a very special release indeed. Sir Derek Jacoby stars in The Warm Master. <laughs> <laughs> the War Master Antigenesis. I always just want to say Antigenesis. I don't know why. For free! The Warm Master. He, he always the wears warm. a jumper. It's very warm. Yes, you are going to die, but don't don't worry. It'll be mostly painless. <laughs> and warm. Oh, as hot as the fires of hell. Mmm. <laughs> 
Inside, do come out. Uh, are you sure it's safe? Oh, you're such a nervous little chap, aren't you? Sorry. Oh, no, 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 my poor fellow. It's me who should be apologising. It's so easy for me to forget what a wretched ordeal you must have been having in that Dalek death camp. It was. But I'm so grateful you came and saved me. Oh, think nothing of it. Um, yes? Why did you save me? Compassion. Pure and simple. No, I mean, why did you save me? There were so many others, thousands, but you chose me, and me alone. Ah, yes, well, that's a very astute question, Insula. It is. Mm, yes, indeed. What was that? That? Oh, I expect it's what they call a, a Druldathian dragon. Dragon? Yes, this is the planet Druldathian, after all. Why have we come here? Well, to find a dragon, actually. Why? It sounds very close. Yeah, oh, yes, I imagine it is. They're very sensitive to vibrations. And this one probably made a beeline for us the moment it heard my TARDIS land. Oh. Are these dragons... dangerous? Lethal. Oh. Mind you, I don't know why they call them dragons. I mean to say they don't breathe fire or anything of that sort. Is that what dragons are meant to do? According to the mythology of planet Earth, yes. I don't know anything about... Earth? Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, these dragons simply inject their victims full of a lethal venom by means of a tongue that acts as a sort of spear. Very nasty. And the venom is so strong that it almost instantly disintegrates most life forms. <laughs> Except Time Lords. I'm a Time Lord. Yes, the Druldathian dragon venom can have a very interesting effect on Time Lord physiology. And Ensardians, too. I... I am an Ensardian. Yes. The only one I could find in that Dalek death camp, in fact. I... See. Do you? You know, I don't think you do see it. I don't think you see at all, but I do think you're about to. We must get away! No, it's all right! It's all right! It's like, hold firm! Don't run! Don't shove it your back! Face it! That's it! Be brave, my little fellow! Show it your bravest face! Will... Will... Uh, help? Not really. <laughs> no. Not at all, in fact. Yarrow, do shut up! Uh, do excuse me if I don't check for a donor card. I'll simply assume your compliance, shall I? Yes, that's probably best. <laughs> you see, my poor, ill-fated Insloy, I've received a call. A very special call. And now I know that everything 
everything is about to begin. Squadron Brideness here to Sector Control, reporting total success. The Dalek fleet has been wiped out. The Cal Jackson maneuver worked perfectly. Congratulations, Lamarius. There's only a small ground force of Daleks on Vectin 4 to deal with. The human assault division there is well placed to defeat them. It should be an easy victory. They outnumber and outgun the Dalek force. Agreed. Which must be a relief to you, your family being there. Yes. Yes. I'm taking the squadron there now. We can assist the humans in the reinforcement of their defenses to guard against the next wave of... Oh. What the hell was that? Dynesia? Lamarius. Lamarius, we're getting severe temporal distortion readings. A time destructor has been detonated. No. No! Get me planet Vecton 4 of the space-time scope! Right away, ma'am. How the hell did that happen? How the hell did they let that happen? Squadron leader, we're getting reports of... Uh, yes? What? What went wrong? Uh, some kind of communications breakdown. The human division, they... They... Tell me! They never received the coordinate location of the Dalek force on Vector. So they took a guess and got it wrong. I have... It gave the Daleks time to... Detonate a time destructor. Celian. Prepare time decay torpedo. What? But that was a direct order. Get me the target parameters. I'll set them myself. But do it. Time decay uh, torpedo now prepared and ready to fire. You have the parameters on your screen. Squadron leader, you not can't. Not your responsibility. But the parameters you've set. I'm. I'm sorry, but I have to inform Not you. Not interested! Prepare to fire! They transgress the laws of time! We can't- My family is down there! My wife and child! And just because some stupid human makes a mistake, I- Parameters set. Firing. We cannot do this. Watch me. Now! Prada and Celian, no. They were beyond saving. I could have saved them. That torpedo I launched. We stopped it. Oh, then you killed them. You killed everyone on that planet. You killed my family. The Daleks killed them. And I was reversing that. 
Using a time decay torpedo in that way... Would have removed the planet from space-time, which would have stopped that Dalek bomb from detonating. Then we could have mounted a rescue operation. I could have saved them. You would have broken the laws of time and damaged the fabric of reality to rescue the ones you love. Yes! Wouldn't you? The question is irrelevant. There are unspoken rules in this time war. You sicken me. Not even the Daleks have attempted reckless retro-engineering of space-time events. This is total war. You can't play by some rulebook as though this were just a game. Even the Daleks, ruthless as they are, recognize the catastrophic danger of tearing open reality. Let me out of here! You have no right to hold me. I'm the best squadron leader you've got. You have transgressed our most sacred laws. You have been tried and sentenced to dematerialization. I haven't been tried. There was no trial. The evidence was absolute and irrefutable. Uh, the verdict? Certain. Then do it. Go on, dematerialize me. You were happy enough to kill all those humans on that planet to kill my family! How many more of us will have to die while you sit back and let the Daleks win? You're the reason we're losing. You're the reason the Daleks will win this war. You'll never win. You're condemning the Time Lords and the whole of the cosmos to destruction. Noisy one, wasn't she? Transduction in progress, master. Don't call me that. Oh, sorry. Coordinator, Narvin. Make sure she ends up in that containment tube. What? Uh, I know. Uh, All a bit confusing, isn't it? I... am... am I? No, no, you're not dead. Do you feel dead? I suppose you might feel a bit dead. What? The dematerialization beams probably did singe your molecules somewhat, but don't worry. They won't have caused any lasting damage. Krasless, is the cryoprocess prepared? Nearly ready, Master. I mean, coordinator. Good. I wasn't dematerialized. You should have been. By all that's commonly held to be sacred in Time Lord law, you deserve to be. You saved me. Oh, please, don't get carried away, Lamarius. What I did was expedient. What's this tube thing you've got me in? Well, if we're all very lucky, it'll be your final resting place forever. You saved me just to trap me in here. Possibly. But don't worry about it. We're going to freeze you, so you won't know anything about it. Existence will simply stop for you, completely painless. Why? Because what you did was unsavory, shall we say. Unsavory enough to carry the death penalty? Not quite. For the moral majority. The High Council of Time Lords, you mean? Hmm. Then who are you? Just someone who foresees desperate times ahead. Do you regret what you did? No. And if I let you out of there, would you do it again? Without hesitation. Hmm. I might have need of someone consumed with unrepentant rage. How about I smash my way out of here and break your neck? Could she do that? If she tried hard enough. Uh, uh, then you better freeze uh, it right away, Krasnus. Uh, right away. Uh, Quickly uh, now. Uh, uh, There you are, Lamarius. In my pocket. For later. Perhaps.
Uh, hear me, my brothers and sisters. Hear me. This is a final plea to you all. Death is... Oh! Eating my soul. My journey is, is at an end. So please, I beg of you from the bottom of my heart. Please, grant me a final, final resting place. With full time lord honors. I repent my sins. I am broken. Have pity on me. Have pity on the master. Now I'm in here. Yes? You've isolated his signal. I've shut it off. Finally. Make sure you keep it that way. You could have called, Narvin. All comms were blocked, Madam President. Oh, I see. Yes. Do you think he did that on purpose? Do I think the Master deliberately transmitted his alleged dying wishes, repeating on a wide enough bandwidth to block all transmissions on Gallifrey? Oh, yes. I should think so, ma'am. But you've blocked him now. Just a moment ago, yes. Well done. So what do you suggest? Issue denials. Say it was a Dalek propaganda attack on our information networks, and that we've overcome it and made further such attacks impossible. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting? I take it the Master's TARDIS is on its way. Oh, we're scanning for it now. No sign yet. Even when he was working for us, he proved elusive. Do you think his call was genuine? Do I think he's gone all sentimental about his home planet in his dying moments? It seems unlikely. What do you intend to do with him when you spot his TARDIS? Deal with him. Deal? And how? However I see fit! You think it appropriate to shout at your president, Narvin? You are, after all, only acting coordinator of the Celestial Intervention Agency. Now listen to me, Livia. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you're feeling generous, subscribe. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.